Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You're listening to The Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio and Sneaky Joe DiBiase on WGR Sports Radio 550. Want to get back in the lab as soon as possible. Still feels surreal that you know we're not practicing today and didn't feel like our season was done yet. Honestly, still doesn't feel like that way. That window of opportunity definitely shows itself on paper, right? And then you go through a season, and that window of opportunity can show itself through heart and effort. And I think with people that are here that are driving the spirits of our team, our window of opportunity will always be there. Like, as long as we have a McDermott as our coach, I'm confident in everything that we have to do to win. Always open to coming back. I mean, this is my first place I've been in for the past four years that, you know, I love Buffalo, love everything about it. But again, I feel like definitely got to go to March and see, you know, also the other options as well. I feel like that's a business side of it and I got to take advantage of it. That last voice you heard was Gabe Davis on Locker Cleanout Day. You heard Josh Allen in there, Deion Dawkins as well, Sal Capaccio here, WGR Sports Radio 550. It's the Extra Point Show. Sneaky Joe DiBiase back in our Amherst studios. I am down here at One Bills Drive in the media room. A few media filtering in now. We're going to hear from Sean McDermott in just less than an hour. That's the scheduled time, 11 a.m. We will carry that live for you here on WGR. Brandon Bean will follow at 12 p.m. We'll have that for you as well today, so make sure you're uh, tuned in and checking the website and all of that. In the meantime... A lot of questions to be answered today from Sean McDermott and from Brandon Bean. Joe, what is at the top of your mind? What would you like to know? You're not here, so let me be your proxy. What, what, what would you like asked? What would you like to know today from either of these two gentlemen? Well, uh, with Bean, I think we generally find out a lot of things. So I don't even know if I need to. I think we'll hear you know, all we need to hear from Bean coming up. He's at, generally pretty uh, forthright. You're right that, about That's that. what I mean, yeah. I, I mean, for Bean specifically, I'd like to hear, and I'm sure we will, on how he thinks the wide receiver group is uh, ha- was this season and what he sees for that position in the future. Um, for me, that like that's that's top of mind for him. And then for McDermott, it's just more like, what do you want your offensive identity to 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 really be? At the end of the day, because they've been, you know, doing different things, whether it's 12 personnel, some sometimes it's the pass happiest offense in the league. It had been that. And second half of the year, it was more towards the middle. So, you know, I think they they some of that is the roster you have in front of them. So for me, being it's specific to wide receiver and McDermott, it's, you know, 
What does he, at his core, what does he want his offense to look like? And on the other side of the ball, right? To me, that's the number mm-hmm. one question for Sean that I, I'm interested in as well. Like, will he look to hire a defensive coordinator or will he run it back the way he did this year with him calling I, plays? I wonder if he'll get asked about, I mean, I don't know if he'll tell us because it's, it's at least the report is fresh, but that Bobby Babich is going to get, or was requested to be interviewed by the Giants to be the defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um and we, you've talked about him. I mean, he's getting a bit of a reputation, I'm sure, around the league, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen this take on Twitter, forgive me who had it, but like if, if the Bills don't – it was Joe Marino from Locked On Bills – that essentially if the Bills don't make Bobby Babbage their defensive coordinator, at some point somebody else is going to. 100%. Doesn't mean it's this year, though. Right. Right? I mean, you could right. go this year with someone else and – you know, he's not been – he. you know, you're looking at a Giants team. That's an interesting report. Now, obviously, the tie-in with Joe Shane and Brian Dable, right? They would love yep. to have guys they're familiar with, and they know the work that Bobby Babich has done. There's no doubt. I would also say, though, with a team like that, a first-time defensive coordinator might be something they would have to kind of really weigh if they want to do that. Mm-hmm. And you know how much I love Bobby Babich. I've talked about it. I think he's done an amazing job. Yep. I mean, once again, you know, the Bills have – you know. Well, this year they didn't have an all-pro at linebacker, but you know, look at the year that Terrell Bernard had. But he goes from safeties where he had all-pros in Hyde and Poyer to linebackers where Milano becomes one and um, Edmonds mm-hmm. has a career year and gets paid, and now Bernard. So he's paid his dues. He's earned it, and good for him. But I do wonder, and that puts the Bills in a situation where Sean McDermott has to decide whether it's him or not, Joe. And I would say it the same way to the Bills, though. Let's stay on this for a second. Let's walk through this. Let's say Sean says, I, you know, he, he decides, whether he tells us or not today, that he wants a defensive coordinator. He wants a play caller other than himself. They also have to decide if he wants a first time play caller, right? That's another, that, this, yeah. is not, this is not a, 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 a team that's, you know, young, a young team anymore. It's, he'd have to decide. He would want someone probably with a little more skin in the game and on the wall already. Yeah. What, when it comes to defensive coordinator? Yes. Yeah. Like, would he even want? Yep. My, my, my point is, if he decides he wants to do that, I think he'd also have to weigh, would I want a first-time guy like Bobby Babbage as sure. much as I love him, or go outside the building and get someone who has experience at it? And he had Leslie Frazier, of course, was well, well experienced. Or even inside the building. Um, yeah. Yeah, so may- maybe he could, you know, especially because he's there. And this will be another question that I'm sure will come up, you know, maybe even immediately with McDermott or early on in his press conference in about an hour is his future as the play caller because I've I've pointed this out that it can work the other way where you know like Matt LaFleur is the play caller in Green Bay he has an offensive coordinator but that offensive coordinator doesn't necessarily have to call plays he just has the title um, and I'm sure he does you know some a lot of work during the week that would be the OC's job um, McDermott I mean it's possible right he could hire a defensive coordinator and mm-hmm. it could be he could just promote a defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. He could hire Ron Rivera, uh, one his old his old uh, mentor, and he could still say, uh, "I'm going to hire you, but I still want to call plays defensively." Usually, more you see that on the offensive side. Right. But right, you're right. It could be on the defensive side as well. He could do that. That's something I'm looking for today to ask about and to wonder about. I thought yesterday was interesting with a couple of guys, and obviously we go to free agency and you think about the roster and the changeover. You said it. Right away, that it sound like, excuse mm-hmm. me, Gabe Davis is as good as gone. I'm not quite mm-hmm. that far, but I I understand. I totally understand what you think. Mm-hmm. He's at least as good as 
I'm definitely going to be looking to see if I can get paid somewhere, and then I'm gone. You, right? Like you brought up the right yeah. comparable, which was, and I think I even said this immediately. Like I would, I'm not going to say 100 percent because I thought 100 percent Matt Milano was going to be gone. Yeah, uh, and you mentioned that earlier that we all thought Matt Milano was about to leave for a different team, and then at the 11th hour they signed him. Um, so right, I, I I wouldn't rule that out completely, especially because if, if there's any doubt in my mind, it would be. Gabe Davis gets a feeling, his agent gets a feeling from the league that, hey, this is a historically good wide receiver class in the draft, and there are a bunch of free agent wide receivers that come in on top of you, including Michael Pittman and Mike Evans, um, mm-hmm. and there's a, there's a long list that if you're pushed down the free agent list and there's those factors, you know, maybe the Bills get back in the game, it can get a really big hometown discount. Um so I I think that is of course possible, but the way he sounded to me yesterday, like I would mm-hmm. I would very I would feel very comfortable predicting right now that he's played his last down for the Bills. Yeah, I get that. I would give you a better comparison though, even more than Milano, because Milano, let's remember that was also during the COVID year, and there just wasn't enough like money for a lot of teams to offer him this really big contract. And that kind of helped the Bills keep him here, and he wanted to be here, but that really helped him. The other comparison I'd give you is Jordan Poyer. Do you remember last year we are having the exact same thing? Sure. Jordan Poyer's going to free agency. Everybody thought he was gone. Yep. And the Bills never gave any indication, and they never had any talks. And Poyer was like, yeah, they really haven't talked. He went to the market and did not get anything close to what he thought he would get. So what happened? Came back to Buffalo on a very cheap deal. I wonder if something like that could happen with Davis. Yeah, it's, it's possible. Um, he... There also is the stupid video, by the way, that I don't know if you saw that him yeah, really screaming back and forth with fans at the end of the game. I don't think that has to matter to this, but maybe worth mentioning. Um, it I don't is, know what happened to lead up to it. He said, hey, what yeah. was that? Maybe someone was throwing something. Right. So, you know, I mean, right. But yeah. also, like, it, the way the season ended, like, I, I get why he would be, you know, questioning maybe his role in the offense under this coordinator or the, the future of the offense because. Uh, he, I mean, there are the plays where he wasn't on the same page with Josh Allen that we could bring up, but there's also just all the games where he wasn't even targeted or he didn't have a reception. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what what do wide receivers want? We often talk about the star receivers, uh, and they get labeled as divas because they want the ball. The guys down mm-hmm. the roster want the ball, too. And yeah. Gabe Davis might not want the ball 15 times. He might have enough self-recognition to know he's not that level of player, but he wants it. A couple times a game, and if he questions mm-hmm. whether the Bills can get him the ball under Joe Brady at, on a consistent level, and he set, his agent tells him, well, there's this team over here that'll make you their number one, or you'll be like a 1B and you're going to get the ball five times a game, I mean, I could see why that would appeal to him. Do you... You know, uh, Mike Clay, we've had him on. He has a Twitter account, Mike Clay on Twitter. It is at Mike Clay NFL. He does a cheat sheet every year of NFL unrestricted free agents. Mm-hmm. And he put his first one out a couple weeks ago. So I immediately went to wide receiver. Yeah. Have you seen it? Did you take a look where he puts Gabe Davis? I have not. Let me see. You want to guess without looking? Uh, I, I would already guess. About how sure. far down the list? He's below Pittman and Evans, I'm sure, right? He is below Pittman and Evans. Those are two that are above him. He's below T. Higgins. He is number one. You got the top three. He's got Higgins, Pittman, Evans. Okay. He's going to be below... Who else is a free agent? Trying to think off the top of my head. Isn't Hollywood Brown a free agent? Yes, he has it as number five. So T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, Mike Evans. Number four on his list is Calvin Ridley. 
I forgot Kelvin Ridley's a free agent. Number five is Marquise Brown, and then number six, Gabriel Davis. He's ahead of, and this cheat sheet, of course, who knows? It's just one guy's opinion. Yep. Michael Thomas, Odell Beckham, Tyler Boyd, Curtis Samuel, DJ Chark, Darnell Mooney, KJ Osborne, and then you get to the Kendrick Bournes of the world. Noah Brown's on this list, by the way. Nice season, you know, for um, Houston. A little bit there. It's a good but class. Then you get into the Marcus yeah. Robinsons and guys like that. Yeah, that's. A, I mean, that's a good pl- class. He's ranked sixth there by Mike Clay, and he, there, there are mm-hmm. past there are past years where, like last year, who were the top guys? It was like Juju with a shot knee. It was Alan Lazard. Um, like last year, Davis arguably last might have year been the top I thought guy. that um, Jacoby Myers was the number one. He Jacoby he kind of got paid like it. Right. Myers, Juju, and Odell all got basically kind of the same contract, unless it was um, Hopkins, if I'm remembering there. But pretty right. much 11 million a year. But that, Hop- that was where that was 11 Hopkins. million a year. Hopkins was after the fact though because he got cut. Yep. I think. That's um, right. Yeah, like again, part of this is you know does does he swing back around and say I didn't like what I saw, so let's see what the Bills have to offer. I do think there's a mm-hmm. chance of that. Um, because if you're a receiver needy team out there, if you're the Patriots, if you're the you know the Chiefs, um, especially if you're a team like the Chiefs, where you're a contender and you're going to be in cap trouble um, or you're going to have a cap crunch, I mean you're you're probably I, this is where I'm at with the Bills. I don't love the idea of paying Gabe Davis ten, eleven million dollars a year. I think I could get similar production from a right. rookie in the first or second round on a rookie contract, and I think his problem might be. If there really are nine, ten receivers that you could say could have that impact right away, it's what some of the draft guys are saying. And I'm a team that needs a receiver. What I got? Okay, one of those nine receivers for a rookie deal, or eleven million dollars, ten million dollars for Gabe Davis. I mean, I think that's a pretty easy call for most teams. A couple other familiar names on this list: Isaiah McKenzie. He's on this list. He's an unrestricted free agent. Ray Ray McLeod, who really, you know, he's a return man, and the Bills had him in the building before. And Trent Sherfield, who is on the team right now. Now, Deontay Hardy's under contract next year. Trent Sherfield is not. Talk with Trent in locker cleanout day yesterday, and he admitted a, even a couple weeks ago, like this season did not go the way he necessarily envisioned, and, you know, he wanted to play a little bit more. But, Joe, he also yesterday, I will tell you, was very much open to, you know. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Coming back here and knowing that every year is different, you never mm-hmm. know what you're going to get. 
What did you think about his season? And would you, if you, if you could get a you know a minimum deal, you're not going to play pay a ton for Trent Sherfield, you know, putting him in back in the mix. Trent Sherfield, um, I don't. I mean, I would understand bringing him back to play special teams. The the thing I wouldn't want to count on him for is to be one injury away from having to start on the outside. Um, I think you got you got to look at it. Two playoff games where there were a lot of pass attempts in those two playoff games, and he had one catch between the two games. And I think I, I need more than that. I need I need a player. What I, what I would like to have for the Bills at some point, and they had this when they were at their best, the year we often say that about when they were at their best offensively, is the 13 seconds year or even the year before that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the years where Gabe Davis is the number four receiver. And right. And they have four guys that are all reliable to come in and produce and are specifically going to do it on offense. I, I think the difference has been in those two years you had injuries. John Brown got hurt and then Emmanuel Sanders got hurt. And you had your Gabe Davis behind them ready to step in and play. And the difference in the last two years has been I get one injury on the outside. I'm at a guy that plays more on special teams to come in and be that replacement. And I, I would like to see the Bills have a core four of guys that are just, you know, that that's what they're here for. It, it's not just the versatility, which is a big reason why Sherfield is is on the team. It's not just that they can contribute in those other areas. It's if we get an injury, we can count on this guy on offense. I mean, that and what that would be, do the Davis model. You draft a guy wherever you do it and then yeah, go find your go a little bit further down this free agent list that Mike Clay's got. Go get your Emmanuel Sanders type, your one year contract for six, seven million bucks. Your your guy that might be a little mm-hmm. bit older, um, but you know you're going to be able to get him because of the age, and you can get him cheap. Pair that with a rookie. Like that's that's what I would really like to see above Sherfield. But I don't mind Sherfield, you know, being back on the team just to play special teams. Yeah, that year, twenty twenty one, that they went to Kansas City and lost late. Stephon Diggs. Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, Dawson Knox was the third leading pass catcher. Gabriel Davis was one, two, three, four, five, sixth on the list with 35 catches behind even Devin Singletary. Isaiah McKenzie on that team as yeah. well, um, you know, and, and, and getting involved different ways. And they might want to do that anyway, right? Like, I, mm-hmm. I think the re- recent years show you that that position can come in and contribute right away. It happens every year with a ton of guys. Also, Not always with first-round picks, too. Like, Tank Dell was a third-round pick and stepped right in for Houston and was starting and was great all year while he was healthy. Um, but the Bills, you know, because just because you don't know. Quinton Johnston for the Chargers was a first-round pick. He did not produce right away. So for every three, mm-hmm. you know, two or three receivers that are good right away that are drafted on day one, there is a guy that doesn't. So the Bills might want to do that anyway. Replacing Gabe Davis is important. We saw how much they missed him on Sunday, and I, I think maybe a likely outcome is even if they draft a guy, they will want that veteran player as you know, someone that could either play ahead of him right away in, in case he, he needs to slow play it or insurance in case they miss on the pick in general. And not that I would necessarily count on it, but there is one name we haven't put in this mix yet, and that's Justin Shorter. I mean, he's a redshirt right. guy, right? He was drafted last year. We don't know what 
his future holds, but that is someone that they might be able to count on or think that they can count on. We'll see. I mean, we've seen nothing to indicate that necessarily. He's been on IR all year. He gets the redshirt year. There is one other difference, though, Joe, a big difference between 2021, those years, and now. They're paying their quarterback now. They're paying their quarterback at a top level. They don't have the kind of money to go around and and you know pick the, some of these guys, like you say, and grab a guy for this many million or that many million. They have to mm-hmm. be frugal and smart how they do it. Um, there are some contracts they can tweak. There are different things that are going to happen. We're going to hear more from Brandon Bean about that. He won't get specific, I'm sure, but he'll give us a little insight down here at One Bills Drive. Sean McDermott at 11 a.m., Brandon Bean at 12 p.m. We will hear, carry Sean McDermott live right here on the Extra Point Show at 11 a.m. And then obviously keep it tuned, not only WGR, but also on the Odyssey app, WGR Sports Radio 550, for Brandon Bean later as well. So Josh Allen revealed yesterday that the shoulder injury might have been a little bit more impactful. That's the way I, I took it, Josh, uh, um, Joe, that, that maybe we had known or maybe we had thought. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, it was he was dealing with it a little bit and – he was talking about mechanics and going back to what you, you know, what anytime someone who's a thrower feels pain, he said it really started to feel right like the last four weeks or so, which I, that, that means it didn't feel right before that, right? So that was interesting. I thought that he revealed that he did say it's not going to require surgery or anything like that, but I did find it interesting. And maybe that gives us a little insight into when the offensive coordinator switch was made and also them going a little bit more to the run game and a little more balanced. Right. Cause they've been doing it to protect Allen yep. from his shoulder. A little Although bit. he ran a lot too, right? I was gonna say, like, I, yeah. I only want to go so far with that because the, uh, right. the volume in which he ran did go up a lot, and I think the question of how his mechanics were were impacted. There is a, I think, a big difference between what we saw last year with his elbow um, and the UCL injury, and you just, you, he talked about it, and you were able to see it how his throwing motion was just a little yes. bit different after that injury versus. This year, I mean, it didn't look that different. He still was capable of making all those throws. Like, the Diggs throw that Diggs drops on Sunday traveled 63 yards in the air and was in a perfect – it was almost a perfect spot. I mean, pretty much it was a bright spot. Um, So, I'm not saying it wasn't bothering him during the week or it could have contributed to some of their their scheming as the season went on, but – I, I don't have the same, you know, questions about that injury that I would have last year about his elbow. And then Mitch Moore spoke and he said, hey, I'm under contract. If they're going to have me back, I'll yep. be back. So anybody who's questioned any sort of, hey, Mitch Moore's concussions, things like that. Now, there is a number there, right, with Mitch Moore that so you have to consider. There is the age. Yeah. He's what? What is he, 30 now? He's, he's, I mean, he's actually, he's always younger than we think. He's uh, way younger than we think. I, th- I thought he was like 34. <laughs> he's, um, is, I know, he, right? is he 30? He's 31 right now. He's 31. 31. Um, the thing I wonder... He just, by the way, he turned... Through, he'll, he'll be yeah. 32 in April, and I mean, that's just... That's prime for a center, right? I mean, look at Jason Kelsey, but honestly, he could play right. three, four more years. Right. The thing I wonder with all of their, you know, cap gymnastics that they're going to have to pull up, you mentioned Allen's number balloons to four... They have, they have like... I forget what the number is. It's like $100 million between, um, before any restructures or anything like that, between Allen, Von Miller, and Stephon Diggs. And that number last year was like in the 30s because of the extensions and all that. Um, so because of all that, I the, the question I have about Morse is, will he and Ryan Bates both exist on the same team? I mean... Bates, I would think, would be the alternative if they were going to ever move on from Morris at center. And Bates is in at $5.5 million to be a backup lineman, and Morris is at his number. So 
I, I don't I like both players. I don't want to rush them off because they're not good or anything. I just wonder if they can spend, you know, b- the amount of money that both of them are going to cost. That's a good point. But one thing that I think fans do a lot that I hear, and I always kind of want to push back on some fans, not everybody, of course, but now that you're doing this, I think what you make is the right point of, hey, I don't just don't know how you can make it work, even though you'd like to make it work. Sometimes I think fans get too enamored with cap space versus good player. Does yep. that make sense? Like, yep. to me, yep. Mitch Morse is a really good player. There's no reason to move on from him. Right. Like, he's good. He helps you. <laughs> right now, would you like to be able to save a little money if you can restructure him and put a couple of years on and say, look, man, we'd like to keep you here. like to retire you a Buffalo Bill. Can we lower your cap number for next year, give you a little extension? You could do that for Dion. But that, it, but I, I hear people, and they, you know, either call or tweet or whatever and say, like, hey, well, just move on from this guy. You can save so much money. Well, guess what? Then you create a hole, and you're trying to win. And if you think Ryan yeah. Bates is is good enough to handle it, that's fine. I understand. Don't do it just to do it because you want cap space. You also want good players. I right. I wouldn't even bring it up. I don't think if Bates didn't exist, like right, like to cut Morse at, at and save the eight and a half million dollars that you would get um, back if you do that. If right, if Bates didn't exist, my my follow up would be okay. Well, now who are you bringing in to replace him? Because am I adding that to the draft list now that I'm going to bring in a rookie mm-hmm. to do that in day one or day two? Because I'm I'm spending an asset then to do that, or am I spending how much money am I spending? Am I, am I getting to get a quality center? I might cost the money that I'd be saving by getting rid of Morse. I think the only thing that even makes it a real discussion for Morse is Bates existing behind him as a as a pretty you know realistic alternative if if they were to think about it. Well, I'll tell you this, Joe. This is the first time in a while. That we are going into an offseason, and at least from my perspective, I think they're pretty good up front. I think they have a good situation on the offensive line. I think they're good as far as their players they have, their cap situation they have. Yes, there's some tweaks you might have to do, and their depth. I mean, I'm telling you, and I've said this all year, and you know this, they really, really love Ryan Vandermark and Alex and Alec Anderson and Ryan Bates for that matter. I think I think they believe they have a five behind like David Edwards, Ryan Bates, Alec Anderson, Ryan Vandermark. I mean, I guess you'd have to throw somebody else in there. I'm gonna figure out, but they really love that group. And as a, another Greg Mans, maybe it is, or you know, Kevin Jarvis. But I'm just saying I think they're, this is the first time in quite a while that I don't think we're going to be taking, hopefully, hopefully we won't take phone calls. Oh, my God, Allen's running for his life. That's not the case. They, they blocked well in the run game. They protected well. They, um, they all played together. They're all so reliable, like knock on wood, right? That was amazing. They all played. This is, this is kind of new territory, so at least you don't have that. Yeah. They're... Spencer Brown took a step forward, too, this year, by the way. He did. It's really, isn't it, like, polar opposites, right? Like, the offensive yeah. line versus the defensive line in terms yes. of, like, you. I feel pretty comfortable saying not only for next year, I feel like four of the five guys are just going to be here for multiple years. Dawkins, I think, will probably get extended um, this offseason. I think it makes too much sense to not do it. Um, I think Brown, because he's on a rookie contract, you got multiple years there, and Torrance, of course, with his rookie deal, and they just signed McGovern. So center's the, the question but offensive line, I feel like for two, three years at least, mm-hmm. I've got four of my five. Versus yep. defensive line, we all know, you know, or we've heard in the past couple of days, like this realization that oh, they're walking into the offseason with only four guys under contract total. And you hope that Tommy Doyle can recover. And it was just shame that he missed another year. But he's a guy they really like, obviously as well. But you know, there's an injury situation. Speaking of that, they have a couple other guys. Von Miller, obviously. What we saw this year, not to the level that everyone had hoped, and he's got a big number, and there's a lot going on with that. And then Tredavious White coming off of injury. But also, 
three coordinator questions, all three for the first time in a while. We'll get on that, and we'll talk about that before Sean McDermott hits the podium at 11 a.m. We'll take a time out here on the Extra Point Show. Sal Capaccio, Sneaky Joe DiBiase from down here at One Bills Driving over in our Amherst studios. We will have Sean McDermott at 11 a.m. Brandon Bean speaks at 12 p.m. here on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.